part of the conversations that happen around my kitchen table. He's John Brannion, and he's been a stand-up comic for more than 30 years. She's Amanda McKinney, and she's been my daughter for her whole life. Our family believes laughter is a gift from God. We often discover it while discussing culture, faith, and family. So go ahead and pull up a chair, neighbor. Can I call you Carl? There's plenty of room here for you. The life, the lead. Might as well start the podcast. <laughs> well, that makes it sound like... I have no life. Well, here's a, my kids are at, we call it grandma camp. So they're, and Melody's in the other room. It's like, there's nothing to do. So just hang out with John and Carl. Yeah. For three well, hours, right? It's a three hour podcast. Yeah, well, we can do it. We can do, <laughs> I don't know if we can do three hours, but uh, we have, John and I have been talking about doing this series. This will be the second one where we just look at memes and things that people post on the internet. And respond to them with a Christian worldview. And I this is I think this is helpful, valuable. Um, there are there is so much bad theology on the internet from <laughs> not just people who are atheists, but there's there's bad theology from from Christian people yeah. too. And Christian people responding positively to bad theology without realizing that it's bad theology. And so that's why we're doing this. Well, I was inspired by John, you, Amanda and yours, John, uh, the way that you guys work online and, and uh, talk to people and the way you relate and your methods. And uh, one thing I was thinking about that today. One thing is I would I would probably have gotten sucked in because I guess that you, you guys knew this because I think you did get sucked in when you mm. get uh, sometimes with certain atheists, you'll get sucked into a just a drain, I guess, a vortex of round and round and round, and they right. won't answer your thing, and you can't really tell them uh, what they want to know because they're asking you an impossible question. Not impossible to answer, but impossible because it's nonsense. But right, anyway. they'll ask you. They'll ask you a lot of uh, leading questions, and they'll ask you a lot of loaded questions, and um, and there are some. There's sometimes when you can engage and you can go back and forth. It kind of, there's no rules really. It, it just kind of depends on how your how the spirit is leading. <laughs> but, yeah, sometimes you you can go into you can go into conversations and they just won't they won't stop and and they also won't acknowledge. Mandy and I used to have a meme that we would post. It was a it was a GIF of an airplane that was on fire and it would just crash into the ground. And, it was, it was, and that would be, we, we would post this when we were tired of this one particular atheist argument, because we, we said, you just keep arguing. You don't realize that you've already lost that the argument, your, your argument is dead. It was a, it's a ball of fire and it is ground and it's, it's over. And you just keep arguing. He just keeps arguing the same point that's been refuted. And, uh, so we, you know, we learned, we've, we have grown over the years. <laughs> well, how to the, deal with them. the other thing I learned from you guys was, uh, I have like this, I call it a, my, one of my problems is I have an overinflated sense of team spirit. I could say, because <laughs> like 
my in my head when an atheist says something and it's kind of like a mic drop or something, I'm like, oh, my team is losing. Therefore, I'm a loser. And I would get offended or angry or could feel the the blood rushing up to my head. And I felt like I'd have to say something. But um, between you guys and watching the uh, Fight, Laugh, Feast people learn to have a, a better sense of humor about it. Because number one, it's not the, this team, whatever we're on, is not going to lose. But then I felt the burden of I got to prove this right. thing otherwise. But God's not up there. God's not biting his nails. Let's just let's put it that way. He's not like, I don't know. I don't know about this atheist. He he put right. up a meme with a cartoon Jesus on it, and it's making me nervous. <laughs> right, right. And God's not. I don't think expecting us to defend him either. That was that was an epiphany a few years ago when I realized, oh, God can defend himself. He doesn't need me <laughs> to come up with all of these witty, you know, hard-hitting rebuttals to the nonsense that I see. He's, you know, he can paint sunsets and he can, <laughs> he can make stars yeah. and he invented gravity. And so he, he's fully capable yeah, of man. Uh, making his own arguments. Also, there might be people, I guess that's another reason I brought this up because there might be people scared of, uh, what if I can't answer this? And does that mean you know that Christianity is false or that there's holes in this thing? Right. But uh, that's that's the thing. Well, and yeah, you don't have to answer everything. In fact, you could do what I do and just roll your eyes and keep scrolling if you need to. <laughs> but uh, I wanted to bring this up because you might. That's the other thing is you might experience this in real life. These may not just be. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. images on your phone. It might be somebody saying these things, uh, a family member that needs love and truth <laughs> more than <laughs> more than that. You love them. So you tell them the truth. All right. So this is not a meme. Some of these, I realized when I started doing this, uh, when we did this last one, I was like, wait, that's not technically a meme. All right. That's a quote. All right. That's, not, yeah. but this uh, is a good one though. Oh, you do like it? It says, there are tarot readers, astrologers, witches, healers, and energy workers that are more Christ-like than the average Christian, but y'all not ready for that conversation. Mm-hmm. Are you ready for that conversation? Are we? Uh, I feel like I am. I think I can. Yeah, we can talk about this. Right? <laughs> this is something so what can... about, basically, there are, the, the, the observation is that there are people who are not Christian. There are straight up uh, pagans, witches, um, astrologers, etc., who are more Christ-like. There are there are people who are not Christians who are more moral and ethical and uh, decent. Yes, than, kind uh, folk. Yeah, than Christians, and I, this one says than the average Christian, and uh, I, I guess the. The response that uh, that I tend to use whenever somebody accuses me of not being Christ-like is just basically agreement. Um, I'm, <laughs> I'm not awesome. very Christ-like. And uh, there was a meme I saw uh, repeatedly a few weeks ago, and it was this really horrible picture of Jesus Um and he looked sad, and he had a cigarette. He had Jesus was smoking. Oh, he looked dejected. I've seen that one in the Photoshop. And, and it's the one where he's uh, 
he's looking at his followers and he's he's basically you know the, with and, and the caption is when you realize that um your followers are made up of the worst people in the world <laughs> and uh, my response to that was the same it's like well yeah that's yeah. the reason <laughs> That's the reason that we're Christian. And he knew that when he came down. I mean, he wasn't under the delusion that he was going to go and gather up these saintly, beautiful, (laughs) holy people. He said that. It's not. Remember in the Gospels when Jesus goes, What's wrong with you people? (laughs) Well, he he said it's not the sick that need a physician, or it's not the healthy that need a physician, it's the sick. So I didn't come to seek the righteous, I came to seek the sinners. And so. So it's true that there are that there are people who are more Christ-like than the average Christian, but you always you always have to ask them to define their terms. What do you mean oh, by yeah. Christ-like? What do you mean by Christ-like? And if they say, "Well, you know, he's just he's good and just he loves and everybody he's, and he's." He's fair and he's generous and he and he just loves people. And it's like, then you can agree with that. You say, well, that's true. That is what Christ is like. And then the last question is, why aren't you a Christian? You know, yeah. if, if, <laughs> if being yeah. Christ-like is such a thing that is, that is good, then why are you standing up for the, you know, astrologers and the, and the <laughs> witches and the tarot readers? Um, if if it's better to be Christ-like. And so this is one of those things where like the accusation is, yeah, yeah, we're we're not Christ-like. And so why are you, why are you not a Christian? If if the goal is (laughs) to be more Christ-like. That's what you're supposed to be. (laughs) I think that, that, you know, they just want to point out that you're wrong. You're, you're being a hypocrite. But, was, but then, like right. you're saying, it's like if it's true, then to be that way, then why not be that way? Right. Well, and the fact is that they're not—they're actually not more Christ-like, depending on which aspect of Christ you want to emphasize. I mean, That's the, they're the not thing. more Christ-like than the average Christian. We're all in the same boat, whether you're a Christian or whether you're a tarot reader or a witch. We are yeah. all equally Christ-like, which I, is not that much i posted a there was a church sign that said kind atheists are closer to god than mean christians mm-hmm. and I, I just posted it at first just to see what happened and like you said i think people obviously for the most part just like when uh, when you post a news story it's like uh you just um they just read the headline Right. And either like it or dislike it just based on what they said in the headline so right. most people are like yeah kindness is yeah, the way that's right. But in my in my head, when I first posted, I'm like, "This is opposite of the gospel." By the way, so right. like when you that's what you're saying. The the crucial word is closer. So you're saying atheists are closer to God than Christians. Right. I don't know if by close, if you mean looking like. And there's a thing that happens when someone looks like something but isn't something. We call them a liar or a charlatan right. or uh, sheep's wolves in sheep's clothing, <laughs> a deceiver, right? That's what yeah. you're talking about. I like how you did that, though, because uh, you just double down. And you go, yeah, I'm not Christ-like. That's why I need to work on this thing and follow him. That's well, why I'm okay. following him, trying to work on it. And I can't do it without Christ. That's the other thing. Is like, okay, what do you mean by Christ-like? Mm-hmm. Uh, 
they, they'll list qualities and then you say, but in a certain sense, I am more Christ-like because I have Christ in me. It's Christ in right. me that makes me do these right. things. There's there's a lot of theology to unpack, but yeah. the, where, where this goes screwy is that it's based on, this is works-based theology at its root, which is Jesus was a good person. Jesus loved people and Jesus fed people and he, and he cared about poor people. And that's what they mean when they say Christ-like. And while those things are true, it, it is not doing those things that makes you like Christ. There's nothing you can do to really be like Christ the way they are using right. the term. There's no way to bootstrap yourself up to Jesus level yeah. compassion and and love. You just you yeah, can't and it's do like it. which Christ are you talking about now? Because I saw one today that said Jesus would steal the food from the self checkout line and give it to a homeless person. I'm like, or right. he would have a job and then give his money to the to the homeless people. I don't know if he would steal things. Right, that's not anywhere. Well, there, there's anywhere. social justice. Jesus is very popular outside of the church and he, and he's pretty popular inside the church too. There are a lot of Christians who can't tell the difference. And there are a lot of people, there are a lot of people who would read a meme like this and they would feel the yeah. urge to be, they would want to be defensive. And that's me. Yeah. I would have been like, Hey, wait a second. Yeah. You wouldn't know where to start, but none of us are like Christ. And that's the reason that's good. that we became a Christian is because I, I so knew, we could. You look at what Christ does, and you go, "Oh, I can't do that. <laughs> I can't do that." So I better hitch my wagon to his train and uh, to mix metaphors and um, <laughs> wagon train. Though that's and, a thing. And he goes, you know, he where he go, he he is the way. He's the it is his. You put on Christ. You put on Christ likeness, and that is how you become acceptable to God. It's not because you have, by sheer force of will and the goodness of your own character, imitated Christ so well that God has no choice but to let you into his yeah. family. That's not how it works, but that's that. But well, that's the kind of Christianity people are deconstructing from, and that's why they right. feel free quote unquote, I'm doing air quotes. I just realized what they're doing, but yeah, when you get enslaved into that kind of, that kind of Christianity, which is not at all Christianity, but when you're doing, when you're trying to work your way to, and then you finally go, I don't know if I know about this. It'll feel freeing. Yes. Because right. you're not having to work anymore. So working and not working there's, I would choose the not working out of that. Right. But the, no, that's a good point. That's a great point. That's what, that's what a lot of people deconstruct from and they think it's Christianity and they're tearing their old religion apart. But there's a, there is a smugness and an arrogance in this, you know, yes. because you're making a comparison and it's judgment. You're, you're judging you poor children Christians and yeah. your old religious and your old religion. I've transcended. Right. I know this new thing. Yeah. I used to be a hypocrite like you, but now which is true in a way. That's the gosh. That's what's so weird about that is people go. I used to be a hypocrite, and I'm like, yeah, you're right because you used to say you were a Christian and you're you weren't, and so right. and now you're not a hypocrite because at least you admit your, you know, your uh, worldliness, whatever the you just call them pagans, I guess. Right. But uh, last thing about this one is there are tarot readers, 
astrologers, witchers, witches, healers, and energy workers. Did they just throw the guy that works on the power lines? I was, the I was wondering the same thing when you read it the first time. I oh, thought like, energy workers. Is this the, I think they're talking about you know I like mean, chakra and. Uh, I mean, those. those guys are fine. Yeah, I don't. I don't guys think the guy that buckets. works for the electric company yeah. is. Uh, hey, you ever hear? Yeah, hear Hugh Laurie? Mm-hmm. He's a funny guy, and he says, and "I love this." <laughs> Sometimes when they have, I don't know why. I don't know if he volunteered to take this picture, but it's a picture of him holding a brain, mm-hmm. just kind of like this is where it's at, people. And right. it's like it's still it's just a gross brain. I don't know why you're. <laughs> well, this brain is not really doing anybody. This good. isn't functional anymore. But it's Just all about particular this. brain. Yeah. Uh, he said, "Faith. That's another word for ignorance, isn't it? I've never understood how people can be so proud of believing in something with no proof at all. Like that's an achievement." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well. My- <laughs> go ahead. No. Well, my go-to for this one. There's a chapter in Mere Christianity where C.S. Lewis is like, "You can know something, but you can't." You can't know it to the nth degree. At a certain point, you're going to have to say, okay, I take that person's word on the basis of something, on the basis right. of their authority or their credibility, or that I just trust them or they're a trustworthy person. It's like even if you didn't, if you, if you, even if you knew everything about science, uh, you may not know everything about history. <laughs> so if they were saying, you know, that King Arthur was originally from here and, and experts have described then you have to be like, okay, well, you're a, you're a, scholar so i trust what you're saying so no one has given you evidence except you just believe this person so something somewhere you're believing something but there's no evidence you can't no one's a no one's a pure skeptic everybody accepts something they read nietzsche or something and they like oh i like the sound of that so i'm just going to believe it even though he hasn't proven anything he just wrote something in a book there's no evidence really for it especially for metaphysics stuff but Anyway. Yeah. Well, one of the things. But that's not humorous. <laughs> no, well, one of the way to do it. that they'll do is they'll make, particularly if there's a long statement. If, if you've got a statement that is, this one is a compound. This is a single sentence, it looks like, but it's a, it's still a compound. It's a compound thought. Faith is another word for oh, ignorance, yeah, right. isn't it? Well, I guess there's a question mark there. So it's right. two sentences. Two sentences. Uh, punctuation at least. <laughs> all right, so there, there's the first statement. Faith is another word for ignorance, isn't it? I suppose if you want to say that faith is a, if you, if you want to say ignorance, um, meaning something, uh, well, no, it's not really. It's not. <laughs> it doesn't really work. We're like, I, if, if you want to be charitable, you can agree with that. If you, if you're by ignorance, if you mean something that you are uncertain about or because ignorance means something that you don't know anything about. And so faith can't be ignorance because it, you don't, you don't have any faith in something that you know nothing about. <laughs> you, if you know nothing about it, it, it is irrelevant to you. Faith. You could say faith is another word for irrelevance. Disinterested. Um, disinterested. You're not invested in something at all. But it's really That's not. Funny. Faith, well, faith is, a, is another word for uncertainty. It's another word for um, uh, indefinite. 
You right. Know, it, it, it's but it's not ignorance because right. ignorance is not ignorance is something that you just don't know anything about. Well, I've heard people say uh, that you know whatever science they will refer to something that science hasn't proven as as God's domain, or they say, oh, that's God's domain, or or uh, you know that's uh, like if we were. Um, you know, a couple thousand years ago is how do the planets, how do the stars move in the sky? Well, God causes that. And so later we discovered gravitational pull and all that stuff. And so the atheist would say, well, now we've killed the idea of God in that situation. But it's like, well, where does the gravitational force right. come from? So I think what he, that's what he's saying is like, we, well, when we can't explain, we believe, right? Right. Well, uh, but there, but there is a, what you were saying before is absolutely true. There comes a point, no matter what it is you believe, there comes a point where you are accepting it on some level of faith, even if it's a thing that you have experienced yourself, even, even if it's the brain you're holding in your hands, if you say, <laughs> I am holding a brain in my hands, I, Hugh Laurie, am holding a brain in my hands. <laughs> yeah. Um, then he's, he is, accepting on faith that his senses are telling him yes, the truth. He's, truth. But there's no there's no tangible proof outside of his own consciousness that that's true. There's no yeah. way to prove that we all aren't just, you know, brains in a box. There's no way to prove that we're not in the matrix. That's the weird that was the weird thing I was going to say is like that the I got from the matrix was like well, you know, <laughs> how could yeah. you, how do you know? How do you know it's not, your senses aren't being fed to you, what you're seeing and, and, uh, and smelling and, and touching is it right. just being fed to you. And you don't, it's just a, it's literally just a decision. We're going to accept by faith that I'm not plugged into the matrix, that what I'm, that what I'm holding in my hands is a real thing that really exists. And my eyes are perceiving it to be whatever it is. And, and I'm, and my brain is functioning in a way that I can rationalize and think all of those things are, are accepted on faith. And yeah, those are, yeah, you are, everybody starts off with some kind of assumption. They're right. starting off with something. How right. dare you though? Because all those chemicals swirling around in our brain, that's what tells us what reality is. Right. Well, C.S. Lewis also says that if that's all it is, if, if we are just chemistry, if we're just molecules banging together, there's no reason to believe that, that those bangings are revealing any sort of truth. My swirl of chemicals is better than your swirl of chemicals. Right. right. So, so, so genocide and genocide and adoption are under the same are the same thing, basically. Right. They're just different <laughs> mixtures of chemicals. Yeah. And so, so this is like so many others, it's self-refuting because to say whatever he's going to apply to the people of faith the, or the people who are so proud and believing in something with no proof, it, it, the same is true of him. He has, he has a whole list of things that he believes. Yeah. And you the, know what? He probably proof is problematic. Right. He probably, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> Sorry. Well, you can't prove it. You can't prove it, but, but, there is evidence there is um ah, yeah. and then you have to decide whether that evidence is yeah. weighty or not what i was gonna say say? He probably he probably sat down in a chair before he said this 
Probably. And he didn't have any papers or scientific evidence to whether it was going to work or not. He just kind of sat down in it. Right. He didn't. He probably didn't even. You could have wiggled it. He probably could have shifted it around, see so what would fall apart. But he didn't. But, but just still, sat. there's still no proof that the Earth isn't going to open up underneath <laughs> your sturdy chair. I feel like you, you had a little sigh a second ago, and I feel like I go, "Am I challenging?" I, I feel like I need to challenge you more. Well, if you see one, you're like, let's not do this. We'll skip it. I'll skip it because there's plenty. No, but these, I want yeah, well, to get all, some good ones. Juicy. Uh, I'm not sure what's going on here. Is that the Space Force logo? There's a lady in the clouds. <laughs> and there's a logo behind her that looks like the like the, the generic atomic symbol with the Enterprise. The I think that's the Atheist A that they've tricked up a little bit. Really. <laughs> Yeah, I'm I do. Behind. I think if you look at the thing that's pointing up, that's that's yeah, what a. the atheist A looks like, and I think they've was... added those little swirls around it to make it look sciency. Okay, because I was going to say that looks like the Galactic Federation insignia from it's Star kind of Trek a cool logo. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not. Gonna, yeah. yeah, we'll give them that. But yeah, it's the atomic thing with a with an A and a circle, yeah. and it's bursting with light mm-hmm. to illuminate all of us because he says. It says, God doesn't love you. If he did, he wouldn't force you into loving him with the threat of eternal damnation. So right. God is saying, love me or else. I've seen this a bunch. That's probably why I got this one. Because I was like. Yeah. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I have another. My other go- courtesy oh. of the Ebony Atheist. Oh, yes. Okay. So Thank you. Yes, I appreciate that. Yeah. Dominantly pink. <laughs> I, I did. I was careful to cite my sources if i ever if i if i pulled one i thought i was going to keep keep the name on there so thank you ebony atheist we have something to think about here right god is threatening us with well, punishment this this is because he could just say right he could say he could just say you know if you love me cool if not you can just live your life right just live your life and uh and that's cool i don't i don't need your well, but 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 this is the the issue going on here is a fundamental uh, misunderstanding of what love actually is, and they will know this if if you argue this with them. Um, the atheists will, well, like everything else, they'll they can't rebut it. They don't have a response for it. Um, but God has already demonstrated his love for them by virtue of the fact that they and woke is up now. this morning, that yeah. they're breathing, that they are conscious, that they're able to make a fist and raise it and shake it at God. All of that comes from, from God himself. And so they're not doing any of it. And so the idea that God doesn't deserve their love when they literally exist, everything that they enjoy, every every pleasure and joy that they have ever experienced in their life has been a gift from God in heaven. And to, to think that they don't, uh, that somehow he is the awful person Right. For expecting them to show some appreciation and, and love for him is just completely backwards of reality. They are, in fact, they're awful. 
They they are they are selfish. They are tyrant. Yeah, thankless. They are arrogant, um, and and to be annoyed that God would expect <laughs> you to show some sort of gratitude for waking, you know, for, because He woke you up this morning and gave you everything, literally everything. Um, <laughs> yeah, and then and, and then he, he didn't force you into loving Him. Well, what do you think love is? What that that's the question. What sort of, what sort of love do you think God is expecting of you? What is He asking of you? And no. they will not answer that question. No I've never pain or discomfort. I get to do whatever I want, and mm-hmm. yeah, well, that works for nice people, I guess. But let's not let's not involve the whole population in on that that uh, worldview you just you just plopped on us. Well, I saw a, I saw a similar meme that was attributed oh, to all, uh, yeah. Josh Groban. I don't know if he actually said it, but it was <laughs> the internet for you. Doesn't sound like something. I don't know. Something along the lines of, yeah, when people tell me that my musical ability is a gift from God, it upsets me because <laughs> it, it bothers me to all of the hours on it, and yeah. years that I've spent practicing to be, have it be credited to a myth is what bothers me. <laughs> and this, it's the same sort of sentiment that, yeah, that I just exist of my own goodness and strength. I'm I'm sustaining my own life, and I'm I am I woke myself up this morning. I've created the air that I breathe, and I and I'm willing my body to function. <laughs> and uh, and how dare God demand that I lower myself to give Him any sort of credit? How for this amazing you. life that I have created for myself. How dare you, God, inventor of my body. Yeah. Uh, I was thinking about that term, uh, bodily autonomy today, and I was like, you know what? We can do whatever. We we can try as hard as we can, but we still age. We still, we still might have cancer. We still have uh, right. plaque in our arteries. <laughs> like We don't right. actually have bodily autonomy. It does what it wants. No. So no, we don't. We can't, um, we can't breathe underwater. We can't yeah. flap our arms and take flight. <laughs> so Man. it has limits that autonomy. My, right. the, the, I'm glad I'm bringing this up. This is why I'm doing this with you because my first response would have been, uh, you know, if God doesn't love you, he wouldn't. For, uh, God doesn't love you. He wouldn't force you uh, to loving him without the threat of eternal damnation. My my first response is, so that doesn't necessarily disprove that there's a God. What you're saying is. There's a, uh, you know, a God who's going to, you know, uh, punish you forever because you don't love him. So all you've done is given me more motivation to find out how to make right. this God not angry at me. Basically, you ha- it's it's not motivation for atheism. It's like, oh, let's not. Is there a volcano I can throw something into? Uh, what do, how do right. I appease this God? Right. You're not actually saying that there is no God. You're saying there is a God. You just don't like him. Yeah, he's he's a meanie. He's and a big meanie, and that's the whole problem, right there, isn't it? I mean, if you if you read the Bible, that's oh. the whole problem. There's all of the all oh. of the people who don't like God. Um, that's another C.S. Lewis quote I default to. A lot of my theology, not theology, a lot of my apologetics comes from C.S. Lewis because uh, I just like him. He's my favorite. It was uh, he said the people who enter into heaven are the ones that say to God, thy will be done. 
And the ones who enter into hell are the ones to whom God says, thy will be done. Yeah. So it's like you're getting what you want. And it, that, another quote of his is, there actually isn't happiness apart from God. And it's it's a weird paradigm you have to get used to because people were just anthropomorphize God. So they make God into a human by going, if I said all of you guys need to praise me, please worship me. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. that's bad because that's what we call pride. But if we put that same rule onto God, uh, it doesn't work because uh, he's actually doing us a favor by saying, look at me, do what I say. And I, because I, he is the ultimate good in the universe. He's the source of, like you're saying, the source of life and wisdom and beauty. And so he's doing you a favor by going, look, look over here, look at the most beautiful thing in the universe and, and follow me because everything else is going to kill you. Right. So, right. But, this, uh, this is, this is a very double-minded concept. And that's, that's the problem with atheism is it's, it's very circular almost all the time. And this is like, huh. okay, so God doesn't love you because he's going to send you away from him, which is, that's the eternal damnation that you're talking right. about, because that's what you say you want. You don't like God. You obviously you resent Therefore. him. And so, <laughs> so he can't win here. You know, if he, if he forces you to love him, you resent him. But if he sends you away because you've chosen not to love him, um, yeah. then you hate him too. And so yeah. the problem is you just hate God. You just, <laughs> you just don't like God. And so, yeah. But he's giving you your choice. He's, he's letting you, he's not forcing you to love him. Right. Um, Even as you're Photoshopping this meme together, yes. putting your logo on it, he's still right there with the opportunity to change it. That's, that's the same thing when we were talking about uh, on the previous podcast. Uh, there's the one about, you know, God destroying the, the earth with water and killing all the people on the earth except for Noah. And then, uh, by the way, that's what people say when they talk about the Noah. It's like, God wiped out all the humans and like, except, no, he didn't. except yep. for <laughs> Noah and his family. Yep. But, uh, but they'll go, they'll say God is, uh, you know, as Richard Dawkins would say, what petulant toddler or something he would say, right. just like this. Right. He pitches fits and he gets angry and he wipes off, wipes off, uh, wipes out the humanity of the planet. But then right. you turn around and go, "Why doesn't God get rid of evil?" I go, right. "Do you want to get rid of evil, or do you want to give? You want him to give you more time to, <laughs> to, to yeah, to figure right. out it's your very, evil." It's very convoluted. That's yeah, what, if you if you ask them what love is, just ask them well, what 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 should God do to demonstrate that He loves you. Um, they're not prepared to have that conversation, but it sometimes opens the door to. Have you ever stopped anybody you love from doing anything? Were they doing something that was harming themselves? You ever been a part of a drug intervention or uh, has somebody like, uh, you know, if your dad had heart trouble and he was eating bacon all the time, you know, did you ever stop him from, yeah, you stop people from doing things because you love them and you're not affirming them. They want to do that thing. It's hurting them. And you're going to stop them. It's that's that's why I can't understand why. I guess it's easy to think of it when you when you say, "Well, God doesn't exist anyway," so I can just say what I want. But it's like that's something I'm working on too. Is the idea of we all want to, if given enough time, and let and if God just let us over to ourselves, we just want to put poison in us, whatever it is. Right. If it's poison ideas or poison. F- Food. We, how many of us sit around a table and go, 
man, I got to eat better. I got to eat. Nobody wants to eat. There's very few people who actually eat well and love it. Like even people who are healthy eaters are like, I would really like a donut. Yeah. <laughs> it was, but it's not, it's not sustaining. It won't sustain you. And they, and healthy people realize that that's why they don't live off of donuts, but right. they are good. This one is a meme. I finally got a meme for you. I see it. This is the Anakin uh, Padme meme where he's mm-hmm. saying something and she she says something else and he's like, uh, anyway. So th- so they're saying, and they have to label it, is that uh, Anakin is Jesus. So he's got Jesus written across his head and Anakin or slash Jesus is saying, give a man a fish. And yep. those conservative Christians go, he'll eat for a day. Teach, teach a man a fish, he'll eat up for a lifetime. There's a, I think there's a spelling error in this too. I'm trying to remember. And so Jesus is just staring at him, saying, basically saying, no, give him a fish. And conservatives, Christians say, you can't just give people fish. That's socialism. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and if they had an extra frame, they'd probably have Anakin still just staring at her going, well, right. socialism. So, right. So there's the, there's the thing we can, conservative Christians are terrified of socialism. Yep. And Jesus was a socialist. That's the, that's the narrative. Jesus well, we're, we're terrified of socialism. socialism. Yeah, we're, we're terrified of socialism because it helps people. And, and we just like to see people just rotting in the gutter. And uh, that, all that would be lost if we, if we gave into socialism. Right. And where Jesus would just, just give people fish, just give them fish. Because and, that's all he did was just fix everybody's problems. When he was here, right? That was his only mission. Well, he did a lot of that. All the problems. He did. He did a lot of that. But the uh, the funny thing is that socialism, the way it is understood and enacted, is not uh, it's not what Jesus was was demonstrating. Now there is. Unfortunately, communism and socialism um, are there are elements of communism and socialism that do line up with the very basic understanding of Christian doctrine. And that is that other people you're supposed to give to other people. You're supposed to share with your neighbors. You're (laughs) supposed to you're supposed to be generous. You're supposed to think of others more highly than of yourself. And so that's true. When, When Jesus says, hey, give a man a fish. I can imagine Jesus saying a thing like that. Oh, yeah. Um, or give that man your fish. Give that man your fish. Not give your fish to the Romans and let the let the Romans, <laughs> right. let the Romans or, distribute it. Or not what socialism is, which is get yourself elected to public office and then extract fish from people <laughs> and give it to other people. That's the um, thing about... Uh, government programs that I've never, I've never actually had this discussion with a person, but because I, I live in Georgia. So apparently there's just not enough I live in Georgia, not close enough to Atlanta to have this discussion, but uh, what socialism does, I didn't know we were going to get in a political thing. What socialism does is take my, uh, my opportunity to be giving and to be generous, takes Juan DeVivo's opportunity, takes it away from me. Right, and I don't. And also, uh, there's people right next to me, like next door or across the street, 
who need my generosity. And and that's why God is. You don't have the resources, but I can't. Government took it away because it's taken away. And yes, we're all equal at that point, I guess, equally poor. But uh, the other thing is that I can't understand. That's not holy. That's not the way God designed. That's not the way God designed anything. Is the, the the concept of equality is not godly. If God wanted everything to be equal, then everything would be equal. But the fact is that there is all sorts of disparity. There's heights and depths and thicknesses and different colors. There's there's never, yeah, there's never, never, ever, ever been equality in that sense. Like equality as in, because when you have a communist government, you have the people in power. They're the people who are deciding and all the money goes to them. The only difference between socialism and capitalism, uh, if you feel like it, because I, I get astounded because I go, you, do you think politicians are going to be more moral than business people? Right. They're just business people. There's all, yeah. So politicians, the thing about socialism is though their uh, form of greed is backed by the military. <laughs> Right. The capitalists don't. They don't uh, like the guys at Walmart. Sam Walton's not marching you in there with a under a rifle barrel. You're going there and you're buying it yourself. Right. You don't. You don't have to buy at Walmart. But if the government had owned Walmart, then they would. Then it would be part of your. They'd all. Oh, that's what they did with with the uh, with the healthcare. It's like, yo, you don't have to buy this health care from us. You can use your regular provider. We'll just charge you some extra money on your taxes. We'll just penalize you for not using our health care. And, and that is absolutely but, – but your point is absolutely correct. The, the assumption is that people in the government, that people in power will be moral if uh, – We give them if, all the money. If you give them power. If you yeah. give them power and, and they are allowed to dictate – how charity and generosity is supposed to work that they are they are put in charge of my generosity that they will do a better job of being compassionate and generous than i will do by myself and it's just it has never worked that way you you look at socialism and communism throughout the history of the world and it has never worked that way yeah even even if you begin altruistically uh, I think what happens is uh, if <laughs> what happens is I guess they just see all that money, the government just sees all that money or the state, and they go, well, you know what, we could really do something with with all this money, and uh, people starve. That's <laughs> what happens. <laughs> like the normal people who are working, the ones who are working to fuel the state, they end up going hungry. But my other thing is here, uh, um, what what's wrong with teaching people to fish? <laughs> I guess. As my, Nothing. I go, if I if I give you the dignity of of uh, going out yourself, um, gosh, I can't remember the guy's name. There's a Christian artist who's a rapper, and he uh, he started a nonprofit called Ownership is the New Black, and his thing is uh, to teach people to own things, not to not to rent. He was just basically it's just financial education is all it is. He was like, right. don't buy really expensive shoes when you can't afford them buy your groceries first pay your rent or use that extra money from that you would for shoes and and pay it towards a down payment on a house right. so you can own it so you can lift yourself up out of that that's well, teaching people to fish everybody didn't know if you knew that he's helping poor people 
The other thing that happens if you teach somebody to fish is they may catch a couple of extra fish and then they can give a person a fish. Huh. And so, the, yeah, the, the idea that, that people who know how to do things and people that produce things only take care of themselves, they always ignore right. poor people. It's yeah. just patent. Everybody who falls. Yeah, everybody who owns money. <laughs> yeah, everybody right. has a lot of money. They're, they're hoarding it. Everybody who has resources, everybody who knows how to make money is going to use <laughs> use it just for themselves. Uh, this one I, I kind of like. So it's a zombie Jesus. Uh-huh. Somebody. Well, I, I don't know. Do you think it's a – I think somebody drew it. It's a it's art. It's a piece of art. Yeah. And somebody's drawn a, a figure that looks like Christ, beard, long hair, but he's rotting flesh and fingers fall off. And he's going ah, – he's making some kind of noise. But Christianity, this is they're defining it for us. Thank you. Whoever made this meme, thank you so much for defining Christianity for us. It's like this. Having blind faith <laughs> that a zombie wizard who was his own father will make you live forever if you tell him telepathically that you fear and accept him as your master so he can cleanse you of the bad deeds you've done because a rib woman was tricked into eating a piece of fruit by a talking snake. Mm. This is another one where I'm like, I mean, that's kind of awesome if you think about it. <laughs> a zombie wizard? I mean, he's maybe he's not a zombie in the sense that, you know, he eats brains and stuff, but he he says he'll make you live forever. And that, you know, this is this falls under the thing where it's like your your fake uh reality is better than actual <laughs> reality. The thing that you're you're describing is better than the the thing that you're trying to sell to us. But anyway. Right. Right. Well, there are so many. I mean, obviously, this whole thing. This is supposed to be funny. Yeah. Yeah. It's intended it's to overblown. be funny. And it's also intended to be. It, they they use all, as many uncharitable words as they possibly can. <laughs> um, the other thing that atheists will do all the time is they'll say, accept him, fear him, um, make him your master. Um they, they, they like to throw the word master around. You have to, you have to enslave yourself to him. And so it's the same, it's the same. Yeah. Same as that, 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 that pink meme had, you know, the one. Yeah. God will. Yeah. If you don't love God, he'll punish you forever. Right. God is, God is this oppressive tyrant. And, and the, the attitude is that he is an undeserving tyrant. That's the problem. They, they have this concept of God that he has elevated himself up onto the throne, and now he's demanding to be our master, and he does not deserve to be. And that's the problem. That he has earned that It's a right. blind faith, the zombie wizard, who wants you to accept him as your master. And it's yeah. like, well, okay, if you don't want to accept God as your master, then who who is your master? And just ask them, who who would you accept as a master, that's a great question to ask an atheist because they have trouble answering that one as well. Well, wouldn't they say myself? Going, Most of them I'm, won't. I'm my own. Oh, really? Interesting. Most of them won't because if they do, if they say, well, I'm my own master, well, then you just bring up all of the things that God does. It's like, well, how do you, you know, what, how do you make the rainfall? How do you make plants grow? How do you? <laughs> oh, go. Uh, what is that? Job 38 on them. Like how deep do the whales go? Where are you when the when the uh, the goats give birth and uh, right. yeah, the eagles? Yeah, right. All of the all of the master, you know, no, nobody 
Nobody is their own master. No, that's, that, that's ridiculous. You're not even a ma- Yeah, you're not even a master of yourself. There's a great yeah. Nate Bargatze joke about that. He was just kind of like, your brain is the smartest thing in your head, but you you ha- sometimes you have to trick your brain. You have to trick yourself. <laughs> it's like how do you trick yourself? Yeah, so you got to figure. You have to fake yourself out on things sometimes. But this is where well, I again you pointed out. There's no bodily autonomy. You can't keep your heart beating by sheer will. You can't, yeah. you can't stave off cancer. You can't keep your hair from falling out. You can't keep your teeth from getting cavities. I mean, you can take <laughs> some steps, but ultimately it's out of your control. It's, You're not yeah. your own master. That's ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. the I love how you turn these into the gospel, though, because my response would be like, if a zombie wizard showed up, wouldn't you be begging for mercy at some point? <laughs> if that That's really actually happened, not bad. Like, if that really happened, you would probably be like, you know what? I'm going to follow this guy. I'm going to go ahead and serve him. We'll figure this out along the way. But, yeah, whatever you tell me, zombie wizard, yeah. I'm cool. But this is a – I mean, Rib Woman was tricked into eating a piece of fruit by a talking snake. Those are fantastic. Well, it's meant to be insulting. It's, oh, me- it's meant to embarrass right. Christians. We're supposed to go, oh, yeah, when you put it that way, it is pretty dumb. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're dumb. <laughs> yeah. That's the other line that I've fallen into is like the kind of the embarrassed apology. You just go, yeah, I'm pretty dumb. And then you just walk away going, man. And then maybe like 30 minutes later, I think up a response to it. But um, (laughs) anyway, there's another one. This isn't a meme. It's another not meme. This is a guy telling a story. I love these because uh, um, they end up showing themselves to be jerks. Right. Like these stories goes. My brother-in-law is a Christian. I couldn't really care less. Good, he used that right. But he never misses an opportunity to try to get my heathen kids to church or participate in some Christian prayer ritual or other nonsense. <laughs> what are the rituals? I don't know. I'm pretty tolerant, but it does wear on you. God bless you, sir. I'm sorry. Uh, you bless you, sir. Anyway, here's the rest of the story, I should say. Anyway, we sit down for Christmas dinner with the in-laws, and we start to eat. And my brother-in-law chimes in with, Dear Jesus, thank you for blessing this food. He stops midway through the prayer. Uh, he stops midway through the prayer. Oh, we better wait. Papa isn't here. Doesn't matter, I said. Jesus isn't, Jesus isn't here either. Zing! <laughs> I think what happened was their granddad wasn't there or something. Granddad right, wasn't, wasn't there, so he stopped praying to wait for yeah, <laughs> but he didn't share what happened after that. And then stark silence for thirty seconds while I'm chuckling under my breath. My kids are mortified. My, my brother-in-law, my brother-in-law puts his face in his palm. Right. <laughs> Those are my favorite because they they tell a story. Go, here's what I did. Or the guys. Have you seen the ones where they they do so so brave as to pull out the Gideon Bible in their hotel room? And right on the front page, this is a work of fiction, and they put it back in the drawer. And like, there, my good deed for the is done. Let me I post about it. Dismantled Christianity. Thought I'd share this Christmas dinner zinger. <laughs> yeah, well, th- this is just a this is just, <laughs> just being a jerk. Really clever. Um, and this was probably put posted in uh, on Reddit in some atheist thread somewhere. Oh, like, yeah, so they're just talking to each other. This is how atheists other. talk to other atheists. Yeah, this, okay. is, this is not something that he said for... This I didn't is go... to get <laughs> cheers and applause. 
I didn't go diving that deep. I'm just on a couple of Facebook groups. But uh, here's one, and I swear they're not getting longer. This is just the way that it's going. Uh, there's a, and this is a word. It has a word indoctrination in it. And I've thought about that a lot too lately. Is that everybody? People goes that's indoctrination, and you and my response is like, yeah, everybody does that. You indoctrine people. Anytime you say this is right and this is wrong, um, I guess maybe the point is when you talk to children, you're um, what you're giving them, they just freely accept, I guess. But we wouldn't have atheists if that worked, if it worked that way. Right. But um, anyway, indoctrination has Christians believing that the serpent tricked Eve. But what was this deception? The serpent didn't trick Eve. He mm-hmm. gave her a choice because that's what God didn't do. He didn't mm-hmm. give him a choice. You can either remain. I'm sorry, I'm adding on. I'm editorializing. Let me <laughs> just read. Having a hard it. time reading through these. <laughs> Let me just read it. You can either remain ignorant and in eternal servitude, or you can be free and educated. This is what liberty is. The serpent offered them liberty, and the quote, uh, "Who's that? Give me liberty or give me death." Patrick Henry. But uh, God said that on ever on the very day that they eat of the fruit, that they would die. They ate didn't die. They lived like 900 plus years and begat more children. The liar from the beginning is God. The serpent told the truth. So I'm like you. Yeah, just follow Satan then. (laughs) Why don't you tell me what uh, about what was was it you that said this? I was like, go ahead, follow Satan, but you're not allowed to borrow any of the Christian stuff. Yeah, you can you can do whatever you want. Go ahead and follow him, but don't borrow Christian things. And, uh, yeah, and you, gotta, you start. You got to leave reason. You got to leave love, compassion, kindness, kindness, gentleness, mercy. Patience, you know, self control. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, there's a lot here, but what's what would be your first response? I guess is maybe the the trick here. We don't have to pull them all the way apart. Well, the the you either remain ignorant and in eternal servitude. So there's that ignorant word again. You remain ignorant. Um, or you can be free and educated. So this is actually another of one of Satan's lies that uh, that somehow you are free if you are rebelling uh, against God. That freedom means means telling God to kick rocks and living life <laughs> on your own terms. Um, but as we've already discussed a couple times before, you're not free. You don't have bodily autonomy. You don't get to decide that you're going to breathe underwater. You don't get to decide that you're going to wake up tomorrow morning. So you're not free. Um, and you're still ignorant if you think that you are in charge of your life by just declaring yourself non-religious or declaring that, uh, oh, there is no God. You're, you're not You're not free. And you're certainly not educated. And to your first point, yes, indoctrination is the word that they love to throw. Indoctrination has Christians believing that the serpent tricked Yeah, because we, yeah, because it was spoon-fed to us. It was shoved down our throats, and we just grew up and, and accepted it. Well, we, but then, but then, our brains he, don't work. Then, just in the next paragraph, he says, "You can be free and educated." Education is indoctrination. They mean the same thing. Yeah, and you're so, not gonna. Yeah. So he's mocking Christians for what they have been educated with by suggesting that they should be educated the way he's educated. 
And so, it, again, it's all the hubris and the arrogance, the smugness, the pride, the they want to be God. They want to be in charge. They hate the idea that God is better than them. They hate that God is bigger and better and more powerful than them and yep. smarter than them. They hate that. And yep. so they are they are calling him a liar and they're elevating themselves. They this person honestly believes that they've that they've hoodwinked the creator of the universe, that they've <laughs> that they've got God. I figured you out. <laughs> yeah, that they've that they've somehow they put God in a corner and gotcha, gotcha God. What about oh, you're no. the one who's the liar? Satan's the one who told the truth. How you well, like that? Yeah, what am I going to do now? With uh, progressive Christians and with atheists, I usually find out when you dig a little bit, you find out they they leave stuff out. So obviously, this is a Swiss cheese version of Genesis. And uh, but uh, the thing, I, I actually this is a good question because it, it's actually a good question: is did God, um, what does it say? Did God? Want them to be ignorant because the name of the tree, right, was the name was uh, the tree knowledge of good, of good and knowledge of good and evil. So that's something that I wrestled with a little bit. I was like, well, he didn't want them to know something. He was restricting their knowledge. Well, the name to was this was that well, they already know? they already knew good. Everything right. when you read the first part of creation, God called everything good. They already knew good. The only thing they were going to know from that tree was evil. Yep. So. I've got this is a really cool poem. I'm gonna read just like a four lines from it. But Sir John Davies, it's a it's called Noske Te Ipsum, which means know yourself or know thyself. But it's, it goes to this because I when I read this, I was like it blew my mind. Is even so, even so, by tasting of that fruit forbid, where they sought knowledge, they did error find. Ill they desired to know, and ill they did, and to give passion eyes made reason blind and I, was, I was like oh my gosh that's right. so awesome is the characteristic of sin is irony when you want freedom you're actually giving yourself bondage and so when they wanted knowledge they actually made their reason blind right she saw it was good to eat it was pleasurable and she ended up blinding herself and yeah well, Instead of becoming educated, education and knowledge is not limited to just having understanding in your brain about things. It's not just it's not just knowing facts, Um, but knowledge is experiential as well. And your point is exactly right. They already knew goodness. They walked with God in the garden. They communed (laughs) with God. The only thing that they were going to get from eating that tree, the knowledge that they were going to get was the knowledge of evil. And how how else could they have possibly understood evil except by doing evil? That's the only way to get it. You, you can't learn about evil in in books. You learn about evil by by doing it and experiencing it. And then there, there was no evil on Earth. There was no death on yep. earth. And so they couldn't know any of those things. They couldn't, they couldn't know suffering. And so this guy's talking about education. You could be free and educated. It's like, oh, so what are you saying? Are you saying that you, do you desire the education? Um, do you want to know what it's like to be blind, for example? 
You want to know what it's like to have your uh, your ears, your eardrums punctured? You want to know what it's like <laughs> to have your hands sawed off? Are those, um, are those good? Is that good knowledge? Yeah. It's it's an education, and the only way that you can know what it's like to have your hands sawed off is to have your hands sawed off. You can, <laughs> you can read about it, and you can hypothesize about it, but you're not truly educated in suffering until you suffer. Yeah. And, yeah. and that is what God was giving us a choice about. He's like, yeah. you, can, you can trust me uh, and walk with me, or you can educate yourself. Well, you say educate yourself, and that sounds like a, and it sounds like a good thing. That's that's the thing is the irony here is this guy is making the same exact mistake that Eve did, right? He goes, I want to know, I want to be educated, and I want to to have this thing that I didn't have before, right? By doing that, you give up everything. That's great. That's a great observation. He's falling for exactly the same lie. That Eve fell for. That's the oh, so ironic. That's what burns me up about this sometimes. Mm-hmm. All right, you want to do more? Mm-hmm. This one is one of my Let favorite. One this is one of my favorite arguments for this. He says, uh, uh, "This is Patrick Sinna. I don't know if oh, he's got a check mark. Sometimes you don't know if that's a check mark or did they put an icon on there or something. That's at free underscore at, thinker. Yeah, he's a free thinker." He says, homosexuality is not against nature. More than 500 species are known to practice same-sex coupling. Religion <laughs> is against nature. No other animal practices it. Uh, yeah. So let's follow the animals. Let's do what they do. Uh, cannibalism. Uh, <laughs> we'll right. eat. Uh, what's another one? We just – But oh, let's uh, – let's, um, Kill anything that's weaker than us, I guess, right. is another thing we do. Uh, the weak, the sick, the old, uh, will abandon them and or kill them. Let's see. What else? Are, what are the, what do other species do, John, that, that, that we don't do? They fling their poo. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, we can do that. That's a, I saw a meme similar defense. to about uh, monkeys. Monkeys are homosexuals. And male monkeys <laughs> actually benefit from homosexual activities, according to this study. And that was my comment. It's like monkeys throw their poop too. Are we, are we supposed to? How does that apply to Trade our bathroom? Yes. Also, um, should we should we model our government after them? We have one queen that gives birth to all of our all of our population, and then right. we just feed her uh, with right. our yeah. We'll, well go out and scout food for her. The, the Bible. Um, the Bible is against nature. The Bible talks about how our nature is the wicked thing that separates us from God. And we're not supposed to be driven by the flesh. We're not supposed to respond to the flesh. We're not supposed to satisfy the flesh. We are supposed to be uh, spiritual creatures. And so, yes, uh, uh, the, the fact that we are, um, homosexuality is not against nature, but, but if you embrace your nature, um, it will separate you from God. That's the thing, though. That's what's we're all we're, the basis of all of this is man is basically good. Mm-hmm. So whatever you feel like doing, sure, that's that's fine. But right. that only that only goes so far. I wonder what this guy would feel like if I decided to have a, uh, a harem of like twenty females, and then I would uh, just like beat up any male that came near him 
you know, kind of like the gorilla pack does. Right. The, what's a pack of gorillas? It's a pack of gorillas, right? Yeah. A pack of gorillas. So it's just might makes right, right? The law of the jungle. That's I guess that's what he's calling for. So, um, Patrick, uh, if you want to come find me. Well, <laughs> right. They, they are, they, but they cherry pick. They cherry pick. They, it's oh, like yeah. if, if it's natural, it's a good thing. If it's natural, it's good. Well, earthquakes are natural. Tornadoes are natural. Volcanic <laughs> eruptions are natural. Fire. Um, and yeah, in, in, in certain uh, people, um, mugging is natural. And, and murder is natural and rape is natural. I mean, all, how, how, how far down the list do you want to go? Five, there's over 500 species are known to practice same-sex coupling. Even more species than that practice rape the way we understand it. Right. And so that's natural. Right. Um, it, it's, it's dumb. Religion is against nature. He's right. This is another example of the atheists being right in what they say. <laughs> And, and for some reason, Christians just, I understand why you're reluctant to admit it, but when they're right, yeah, religion is against nature. That's the reason that Jesus came down to planet Earth was to rescue us from our nature. Yeah, that's good. I like that. Yeah, man. Uh, I don't know. I should have checked how many followers this guy has. It's probably, it might be a bot, but I don't know. <laughs> Oh really? Yeah, that's right. Just pull the next one up. Oh sure. It says this. It is. There's a lady that's helping a a person. I want to say it's a dude, kind of off of a ledge. So he she's offering her hand to help him. It says yes. Uh, I think I got this one because I've seen you have this discussion before. Yes, I am an atheist, but just because I do not believe in your God does not mean that I do not believe in anything. I believe in compassion, kindness, love. Logic, equality, empathy, myself. I believe in integrity, honesty, and more. This there's yeah, they decided uh, you're right, that is the atheist logo, I guess. Yeah. So it's kind of like the Space Force logo. Yeah, it's a it's an attractive logo. We gotta give them that. It's pretty cool. I I'll would wear that. it I would wear it on my shirt along with my phaser. <laughs> Your Just because shirt. I do not believe in your God does not believe that I right. does not mean that I do not believe in anything. This is a common, yeah, common, common trope that the atheists trot out because sometimes some Christians walk into it. Um, you know, they were, oh, I'm not saying that you can't be a good person. I'm not saying that you can't be honest and and moral. I know a lot of atheists that can be moral. We're not saying that atheists can't be moral people because they are created in the image of God and they have a, uh, they have a soul. Atheists have a soul. Not and to mention is- Christendom was around for so long that it's so ingrained into the, because if you go back to Roman times, there was a lot of what we do now. Even, even people who don't believe in God, there's a lot of what they do now that the Romans were like, what? Right. what? You mean, can't we just throw our babies out in the street? And uh, if they don't look, if they're not strong enough, I can't just bash them on a rock. No, that's. I would love to see an atheist talk to a Roman. Back then. You mean when everybody's dying of the plague, I can't just go on vacation until it's over, until it blows well, over and come back? Ironically, we are. We're not smashing babies on the rocks, but we're uh, getting well, rid yeah. of them. At a, Definitely in our I, own way. I think we're, we are getting rid of babies faster and more efficiently than the Romans ever dreamed of. 
I was my point was that you know Christians kind of invented adopt the idea of adoption came through Christianity. I shouldn't say that Christians well, invented it. God invented it, but I believe in compassion, kindness, love, logic, equality, empathy, uh, integrity, honesty, and more. Yeah, well, okay. there's more. So that's fine. So you believe in those things, but what? The, why? The atheist, the atheist can believe in them, but what the atheist cannot do is couch them in anything they can't they can't anchor them in anything other than their own personal opinion this they said i believe in myself right well that's it that's all you have yourself is where you get your idea of compassion kindness love logic equality and it doesn't extend any further than you and so i don't care if you're compassionate or kind or loving or logic that doesn't that doesn't have any bearing or impact on me because your uh concept of those things is begins and ends with you there's nothing transcendent beyond you that is affecting me so your kindness your compassion your love your logic is irrelevant oh it doesn't extend to you oh just because they're kind doesn't mean you should be right is that what you're saying well right they they can't they cannot justify just very just because they're doing compassion and kindness they can't they can't then turn around and say you should you do, do what like yeah. i do yeah <laughs> cuz what does that if mean I, if i'm another atheist i'm going to go well go pound sand i don't believe in your god and they even wrote god with little g yeah and so so they are their own god yeah i and believe so, in myself Right. I don't believe in your God. So so I'm going to believe what I believe. And you cannot coerce me or or demand that I that I meet your standard of compassion or kindness or love or anything. You can't you cannot tell me that I should behave like you do because you're no better than me. You're not any higher than I am. You yes. have to have God in order to just if for compassion to mean anything, it has to be anchored in God. It has to be something other transcends yeah. right my Outside. idea of compassion, my idea of kindness. Yeah, that's so funny because they're like, I believe in compassion. And you're like, so was that, that right? It's what, like, what does that mean to me? Well, and and sometimes it's not as a as a Christian, we believe in compassion, but for different reasons. But what you're saying that doesn't affect. What I do just because you believe in compassion. That's good. Well, and love, love, love is rooted in God. And if you take, if there is no God, if there's nothing transcendent that, that makes love exist apart from what I understand it to be, then it's, it's not really any different from saying, uh, well, I, I believe in, I believe in sleeping under a comforter and not a sheet. You know, and because <laughs> it's say, like, well, <laughs> and so you should too. No, that's ridiculous. Anything that you believe, if it's just you believing it, is is irrelevant. It has nothing to do with any other yeah. human being on the planet. The other, I don't know how this conversation ends up. I don't know if you ever had this with with them, but have you ever asked them, "Are those things good, and why? Is compassion good? Well, why why is that?" Why is that yeah, a good well, thing? They, they have a they have a hard time defining good. Yeah, you know they use the word, but they don't really they don't define that. Just like they don't define compassion and kindness and love. They don't they can't define love either. Love they they think love is a good thing, 
and they talk about how, how you should love people, but they have absolutely no way of, of making it matter. They talk about it, but they steal from Christianity. Oh, yeah, they have to borrow from yeah. God for all of those definitions. Yep. I got to show you this one. <laughs> you read it. Oh, uh, this Joel Osteen. Uh, the facts may the facts may tell you one thing, but God is not limited by the facts. Choose faith in spite of the facts. Wow! I, I left a timestamp on there wow, just in case ten- you may need to look it up. But oh yeah, it's old. But it's old. God is not limited <laughs> by the facts. <laughs> That is a colossally <laughs> stupid statement. <laughs> That's what I, I don't know how I found this, but when I found it, I went, oh, this is choice. Choose faith in spite of the facts. That is so dumb. But see, that's what that's what that guy's reading. That's what Hugh Laurie sees right. when he's when he's going, Oh, faith is just ignorance because this guy's saying choose faith instead of facts. Well, obviously right. I'm not gonna choose faith. Yeah, this guy's got millions of followers, people buying his books, people quoting him. And so, yeah, this is Joel Osteen is representative of the average, quote unquote, Christian. Do you think how many do you think he represents, though? Because you said there is a lot of people buying. Oh, a lot. There's a lot of there's a lot of people who get led astray by false teachers because because he purports to be a believer. He he, He says I am a Christian. I am teaching you about God. And people go, okay. They do not do what the Bereans do and study the scripture to find out if what is what they're being told is true. But does it does it he hold up a Bible? Yes. And say this is true and does he yes. say I'm trying to remember what the chant is, because it's something like it's true, I can believe it, it's trustworthy, those kind of things. I wonder right. what he thinks about those facts. Well, but he, I mean, he says it right there, choose faith in spite of the facts. I mean, that that just, that undermines the reason to ever preach a sermon. If I I'm think, why do you even preach, Joel? Just shut down the <laughs> church and let people, let people walk by faith. They don't need you quoting facts from the Bible. It's the, uh, dumbest, it's the dumbest quote. I th- I'm going to be generous here. And I'm gonna say that I think he was going for a soundbite kind of thing, and he and he meant something else by facts, like you know, because uh, he usually talks about your circumstances. So maybe, maybe he's talking about that. But I don't know what he. I don't know what was going through his head. Yeah, but but I'm choosing be, to believe that he was just. This is he, why you should be careful with words. He meant this, something especially else, especially if you have an enormous platform like Joel Osteen. You shouldn't. Oh my gosh! You shouldn't try to reduce everything into a soundbite. That's that's arrogant too. I mean, when you when you put something down that you want it to be a soundbite and a nugget, and your picture is on top of it, and you want to and you're and you want your name to follow it up, that's that's so you get credit. That's not you, you quote scripture if you want God to get the credit. You do stuff like this if you're trying to get the credit. Wow. Okay, I wasn't even thinking about that. You just you want to give, yeah, huh? I would you do you say though? There's room for people to uh, economize, like if there's a concept in scripture, and they say because you're you're all about with comedy, you want to write your economy of words is a a virtue, right? right? 
But you also have to be precise. Well, there's a liability. There's a liability in comedy and satire. It's it's absolutely true that when you start to when you start to conserve words, you misdirect people, and, and there are misunderstandings, and people get get confused. And so, comedy on the comedy front, it's when people go, "I don't get it." People go, "I don't understand the joke." And sometimes it's because it's a bad joke. But more often than not, if you're dealing with somebody who struggles to, to get jokes, it's a person who needs to have things. They, they can't think in sound bites. They can't, they can't connect the dots. And so comedy requires a person who can connect the dots. And if you've got a person who can't connect the dots and they read, yeah, God is not limited by the facts, and they're not able to connect the dots, and they don't think any further than that. That's kind of yeah, they yeah, nod away. Along. They go, and that just sticks in their brain and festers, yeah. and then they start to. Well, you know, God's not limited by facts, and it's like <laughs> nowhere in yeah. the Bible does it say anything about God because He is the facts. What God he doesn't is the facts. He's the source of all facts. <laughs> God is the fact. Right. So, anyway, uh, I don't know what this is. Oh, mass delusion Facebook group. Even mm-hmm. if prayer worked. It doesn't. Why would you have to plead with your quote unquote benevolent God to convince him to help people? Mm-hmm. Why, John? Why do you gotta pray? Doesn't shouldn't God just help them? Um. <laughs> I can tell you my first the thing off the the top of my head though is would we even believe in God if God just helped everybody? <laughs> Well, the other thing, too, is uh, – see, um, one thing that the materialists struggle with is that to them, death and pain are the ultimate evils. Okay. But when we know that there's something that exists other than just your body and what is seen and that we know that God is much more concerned with your inner person than he is – so because uh, Matthew 7, right? Jesus said – it's better if you're going into eternity with one eye than it is to be, uh, you know, uh, cast in the uh, outer darkness or into hell, right? Mm-hmm. So God's much, much more concerned about what's going on on the inside, and that's all over the scripture. We could yeah. we could spend the whole time talking about well, I that. Think so, two things, two things here: prayer doesn't work, um, and why would you have to plead with your benevolent God to convince Him to help people? Okay, so two things. First of yeah, all, there's a misunderstanding things. of how wicked the, the fallen world is, how much different this world is than what it was before sin entered into it. Um, and so you have God, a benevolent God, who's communing with humans on a personal face-to-face basis. And we can't even, we are so fallen and so far removed from that, we, we can't even conceive of it anymore. We've completely forgotten it from our, it's been forgotten from our, from our collective consciousness. There's no reference to what it was like that, that even makes sense to us. And so you have God who originally designed and will restore the universe to that. He'll, he'll restore it to the point where we don't, we won't have to plead with him to help people because there will be no more sin. There will be no more, there will be no more reason to, petition God right. for our needs. Yeah, no more requests. We have any. And then the second thing 
that's problematic about that is the scripture actually does address this. The scripture says you don't have what you want because you don't ask for it. And when you do ask for it, you have the wrong reasons. You're going to use it for to satisfy your nature, to satisfy your, your flesh. Right. Um, and so God doesn't answer those prayers. God, God doesn't give you things that are going right. to harm you and that you're going to use for your own flesh. And so the atheists do what they do. They shake their fist at God and say, well, you're not helping me. And the fact is, yes, he is, because what you're asking for will probably destroy you. And that's the reason that God didn't give it to you. Like, you know, kids ask for knives and flamethrowers and guns. (laughs) You don't just turn it over to them. I was telling uh, my life group uh, the other day, uh, Sunday, and I was like, I can't think of a better analogy than us as children and God as the father, because it's exactly what that is. Either we're pitching a fit or asking for the wrong things or running out into the street, uh, everything we're we're trying to, because like if you have a young kid, they're trying to do everything they can to kill themselves. They're right. putting forks in the outlet or they're, um, you know, slapping the cat or something. They're doing something. And you're like, ah, every second they're walking towards the stairs. And, you know, they can't handle the stairs. They know good and well. After you told them 10 times, they're trying to uh, yep. pull a pot when down on top of the, snow. the stairs. They have a fit and they go, why won't your, why won't my benevolent parents let me play on the stairs? <laughs> Why won't God let me at least have the knowledge of tumbling down the stairs? Why can't I be educated by a fall down the stairs? People people who say that God doesn't answer prayers think they're smarter than God. It's the same thing. <laughs> anyway, oh, I got this one. It's it's a quick one. <laughs> All right. Uh, goddess Sholoshimi. God, oh goddess Oh, Oshula, Oshula. Anyway, uh, it is sad because Jesus was bisexual. He was in a relationship with John. The whole part of Christianity is to share his love. So evidently, this lady thinks that sharing Christ's love is to have sex with people. Right. I guess. Right. Is that what that is that what that's about? Well, there's no, there's no evidence or romantic. Yeah, John was the disciple whom Jesus loved. And if you are a person who wants to indulge the flesh, then you're going to say, well, that means that they were homosexuals. But um, that, that, that's just the, conflating love and sex is the other thing, is what the LGBTQ yeah, yeah. Christians do. Or, it's like, or well, not anytime, even. Anytime somebody says that they love somebody, then they must be having sex with that person. And right. that's not, just, even if it wasn't sex, it's ro- there's confusing romantic love with right. with uh, something that's a little bit a little bit more meaningful. I guess. How long do you think it took for us to to say as a society, as like people, humanity, to say love is the most important thing, and then all the and that got downgraded to romantic love is the most important thing because you know uh, we talked about Disney before, but a lot mm-hmm. of Disney movies are people thwarting every authority figure in their life and and risking death for romantic love which is a you know an old theme right but uh yeah but <laughs> that's the thing they just misunderstand it's just this oh that was another yeah. season it's like the, you're the fact that you you think um two men can't be friends without being romantically involved 
betrays right. the fact that you've never actually had a, a real friendship. Right. So, well, uh, it's, it's all, it's all, it's all cherry picking and it's all, um, it's, it's in, you know, there's, there's, there are all, most of the love on earth is not sexual. Most of it. And the, the fact that we have zeroed in on that tiny little sliver that little tiny aspect of uh, of loving relationships and made that the entire yeah. that's the whole that's the whole background and everything else is ancillary everything else is oh yeah brotherly that's love good. that's a minor that's detail good. you know you know love between parents ah oh, that's that's just a that's a minor it's like sexual love is the thing that is the monolithic yeah concept of love and I'm not so sure brotherly love exists as a concept anymore in modern mm-hmm. in modern society and it's that's pretty that's pretty disappointing it's uh depressing actually cuz like yeah. two men that that kind of brotherly love that uh soldiers have for each other in in warfare that's a that's a needed aspect of humanity anyway we're throwing out like a big chunk of humanity by doing that Thanks for visiting the Comedian's House. If you want to spend more time with our family, you can follow John Branion on YouTube and Facebook. Also email nextdoor at johnbranion.com with your comments and questions. We'll see you next time.